0: One thing to think you want to be in charge. It's another thing to do it. Jeez. All right, ready? And we're back. Welcome to another edition of Midweek Mentions here on the Lower After Hours Family of Podcasts. I am your point person tonight, Mayor Matt. Glad to have you all with us. Joining us tonight is Schweitz, Allie, and the return of John in Miami. Welcome back, John.
1: Thank you very much. Nice to see you, everybody. Really great to be back.
0: Great to have you with us. Schweitzer, how's everything north of the border? Uh, everything is uh, going as smoothly as it can go right now. Allie, you still got the winning formula? Formula One. You got it.
2: Yeah. P1. <laughs> P1, baby.
0: Well, great. Well, you know what? We've been fortunate this week with the Levitard Show, deciding You know, they're not going to take a Wednesday off. They're going to have a show on a wednesday so three shows that we've had the opportunity to indulge as we start recording this and ali you had said there was something that kind of triggered you from today's show let's start with that because that got me going as well
2: all right so it's about brushing your teeth in the morning and it just crossed my mind that clearly nobody on the show pays attention when you go to the dentist when you're supposed to go twice a year to get your annual or your semi-annual teeth cleaning the dentist or the dental assistant puts fluoride on your teeth with that little scrub brush and tells you, hey, do not eat or drink anything for 30 minutes because the fluoride has to set on your teeth in order to clean and get that good deep cleaning on your teeth. And fluoride is also in every over-the-counter kind of toothpaste. And it just blew my mind that Smitty didn't know or other people didn't know on the show that you're not supposed to rinse your mouth out with water after you brush your teeth. You're supposed to let the entire concept of the toothpaste sit on your teeth so it gets that deep clean. And I was also wondering for you guys, are you a wake up and immediately brush your teeth person? Do you eat breakfast and then brush your teeth? How does it work in the mornings for you guys? I'll start by saying that I wake up and immediately brush my teeth because I will forget to brush my teeth. If that doesn't happen, if i throw off my thrown off my routine in any way, shape or form, it will not happen and I'll have nasty ass breath the rest of the day. So I have to brush it in the morning but I also wait the 30 minutes before I get my first cup of coffee.
1: All right, I'll, I guess I'll go next. So until recently until my my I guess I started having kids and they had had to start doing the the mouthwash thing. I was not aware of the uh, not being able to drink something after doing the mouthwash. So for me, it's uh, probably three, four years old, um, that that knowledge. Um, before that, I didn't know. However, I'm not sure we, we'd have to go back and check the uh, the Google machine. But I think the adult stuff, the adult mouthwash stuff, doesn't contain fluoride anymore. I think that was uh, mainly in the kids, kids' stuff. And I may be wrong, but it, it, when you go to the dentist and they put that that last bit of thing where, where it goes with the like the polisher, I don't think that stuff has fluoride in it either anymore. Just because as an adult, I don't think, I think your teeth at that point are set. I may be wrong. Um, somebody should should check me on that. But yeah, I, I didn't know either. Uh, as far as when I brush my teeth, so I'm a, sh- a morning shower. And unless I'm really, you know, really uh, dirty, then it'll be a nighttime shower as well. But it's always after the shower. So dry off. You know, have the still have the towel like the towel skirt thing on, and then I have this new uh, little contraption that is both the electric brush and the water pick, and so it does the the buzzing and it does thirty seconds, then it buzzes, then you go behind the teeth, then you go uh, lower teeth, or at least I do lower teeth, and then behind the lower teeth, and then I double up. I in fact I double down. I'll go ahead and not only do the 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 water pick thing, which is integrated already into the same handle so I don't have to move around and you know with with different devices and contraptions. I'll go ahead and hit the, the 2 minute brushing teeth again while it's it's a water picking, which which I think is a heady play. So th- that's that's how my morning starts off. But I I don't I don't even though I know the 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 fact of you you have to wait 30, you know, 30 minutes before before that before uh drinking anything. I still break that rule and I make my cafecito in the morning.
3: I'll go next. So as far as I go, I don't really leave the house too much. So I tend to brush my teeth whenever it's convenient for me. I will not just, usually I have to wake up and I have to run to the kids room. So I'm not brushing my teeth as soon as I wake up. I don't get to shower in the morning, get downstairs, deal with both the kids. And then as my son is eating breakfast, sometimes then I will remember, hey, the toothbrush that you leave downstairs is right there. So you better brush before going to the park. Brush real quick, mouthwash, and then hopefully I remember again the second time of day because I don't always, I don't usually eat breakfast, so that's not much of a concern. But generally, I will brush my teeth after I eat, unless for whatever reason I'm eating chocolate for breakfast because mint and chocolate go together so well.
0: Why is there not a chocolate-flavored toothpaste? That's the real question. I will say this, when you are selecting a toothpaste... Uh, getting back to the fluoride situation, you should always pick one that has the American Dental Association logo on it. Not all toothpaste have that logo on it. So I think that would be the sign that you have the proper balance of fluoride or teeth cleaning chemicals that you're supposed to want to have. So, that being said, John, like you, I have a toothbrush that tells me uh, every 30 seconds how, you know, to Change my location so i got four 30 second intervals i've not had a, a cavity in gosh i guess since when I, since i was 10 so 40 years ago so i'm doing something right but i do rinse after i'm done and i don't usually wait 30 minutes i get up brush the teeth before i get in the shower and then do, do the shower get ready and then i'll have something so I'm, I'm doing something wrong but i'm also doing something right but everybody something on bad. here has a beautiful head of teeth
2: I know. Everybody's got a great old pearly white smile. But back to Schweitz, that's a life hack when you have kids is to have a toothbrush downstairs and a toothbrush upstairs. That's why you hit them. No matter what time of day it is, you can watch them. Also, a dangerous game, maybe the most dangerous game, is when you let kids brush their teeth by themselves and you trust them to do it by themselves. Right now, Lucy's five. She's kind of there. I don't really supervise her, but she has her little frog timer that she flips upside down so she can get the whole two minutes. But my sink is covered in just all the remnants of all the spit, the slobber, the toothpaste everywhere. So it's like at least I know she's getting it in her teeth. I don't necessarily know if it's getting to all the right places on her teeth. And then back to the dentist with uh, what John said, it might depend on dentist dentist by dentist if they use that fluoride. Mine, I have to go every three months because I have to get that laser treatment which I don't even know if it works. It's probably a scam and they're taking 80 bucks every time I do it, but I have really bad gums and it's supposed to kill my really deep gingivitis with this like shot of the laser. So they do the laser and then they put that bubble gum taste and fluoride on it. It's disgusting.
1: I think it does depend on, on, but, but uh, I'm going to defer to you because you go much more often three times. What that makes it four times a year.
2: Yeah, I have to That's go four like, times a year. Plus I have a mouth guard because I have chipped my teeth so bad because I grind them in my sleep, but now they're just frayed away. So I have to sleep with a mouth guard and everything. So I have to get that updated. I get the laser shot in my mouth, but I've also never had a cavity either. It's just my gums are shit. Like when they're doing the math like when you hear those numbers at the dentist, it's one of the most terrifying experiences ever because you want to hear ones and twos. And then for me it's like three, four.
1: That's Five. the gaps, right? The Five. gaps that they do with Five. the
2: thingy. Yeah, like when they poke your gums yep. or whatever. And it's yep. like, you never want to hear fours and fives. Those are gotcha. the worst. And that's all I ever hear. And it's like, no, I want to be done with this stupid laser.
3: So I'm one of those people that I went eight or nine years without going to the dentist. Part of it was moving to Canada. Part of it was insurance issues. It was a whole bunch of reasons. With that universal healthcare, dental is not covered. So after about eight years, I went to the dentist after having no cavities, brushing my teeth all the time. And it cost me about (laughs) $2,000 to fix everything in multiple trips because there was just, I just spent too much time away, ground my teeth, all these things, you know, they had to move stuff around, and my teeth continued to still be bad. And that was 10 years ago. So I go to the dentist all the time and uh, haven't gone for the last year, so I'm sure my teeth are rotten.
1: But we can agree that, that nobody flosses, right?
2: No.
3: I
1: floss now. Only as needed.
2: Never, never. No, I, as needed. Never I, in my life have I flossed. I think I get, it's a big scam. That
1: might the explain little, the uh gum gum disease.
2: It might be I mean, it might very well be tied in hand in hand, but
3: I get the little yeah, plastic no. <laughs> things and I put them there in the, you know, like just get a huge pack of them, put them in the drawer near my TV so Oh, maybe, but any
1: dentist is going to tell you those little those little things don't don't big, work as big, big, well.
3: They cut the shit out of my gum, so they're doing something.
1: Let's
0: move away from the dental hygiene part of this. I think a 20-minute discussion on brushing your teeth. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good not conversation. Be, I'm riveting. glad we're having it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. an important topic. I'm glad we're having it. On to other things that trigger people before we move on to anybody else's topic. I'll mix it in there. They also talked about loading a dishwasher, and that one got me going because, yeah, everybody on here is nodding because everybody has a way to do it. My wife, God love her, she's in the other room and... Hopefully she won't hear this, but she will. She loads the dishwasher like it is a washing machine, and there is definitely an order to how things go in there, how they are put in efficiently, and how you can fit the most in that. And to do otherwise is borderline psychotic. John, go ahead. You're you're clapping here, here. in in agreement. We're here.
1: Yep, it, absolutely. It, basically, the the person who loads the dishwasher. My wife loves to cook, but doesn't, but likes to also pilot in the um in the sink so it piles up high and i'm guilty of that as well but it comes to a point where where uh it's like the leaning tower of pots and i'm like all right it's time to to get at this and i don't know about you guys but the way i i end up doing it is there's so much stuff in there that i start sorting it first so uh, by that i mean i start making space in the tub you know in the uh, we have one of these big uh uh, stainless steel apron thing. So you could fit a lot of stuff in there, but I start sorting it so that I can know what, what I, you know, start mentally preparing how I'm going to load this dishwasher. And in addition, I start rinsing off some of that hard stuff that we're talking about. You know, if somebody leaves a pasta bowl in there. You know, if you leave a pasta bowl for anything more than 20, 20 minutes, you're going to have that like cooked on, uh, caked on, uh, pasta or, or, or marinara or something. And then I go to, I mean, I, I fit as much I'm so efficient when I'm putting this thing in there and there's a there's a, a method to my madness and when it comes out almost you know I do some of the pre rinse but almost all of it comes out squeaky clean but there is that that time when when one or two things don't and then I'm I'm shaking my fists at uh, you know at the clouds and and you know very angry that that the um, cascade didn't work properly in the scrubbing bubbles or whatever it is. And I get very angry at that because things didn't go 100%. But that is one of those things where I open it up and um, we have somebody who comes and helps, you know, clean the house uh, a couple of times a week here. And um, sometimes uh, uh, I'll open it up and there's only like, you know, four things in there. And, uh, and they're not even put in, in the certain order that, that I thought. And I was like, Oh man, this is, uh, so that eat, you know, gnaws at me, but ordinarily everything else is that she does is great. So there's no. No reason to get on her for that. But, uh, yeah, the, that really struck a nerve with me when they were started saying about how, the, in my opinion, how they did things wrong.
3: I am not going to talk with a lot of blame on this one because, uh, I will get divorced if I talk too loud right now, but I'm the one that primarily does dishes in my house. I think my wife's turning down the TV upstairs right now so she can hear me talk. Whisper. But, um, yeah. So I'll whisper like this. Can you guys hear me? Okay. But um, yeah, the thing I sort of find baffling when my wife does it is, so I worked jobs my whole adult life where I paid attention to how other people did their jobs to learn, oh, like I, could, I can save time by doing it this way if I, if I have to cover for them or I can learn what they're doing so I can do my job differently to make their job easier and vice versa. So I am baffled when she loads the dishwasher And just completely ignores all of the ways that I've done it for years. She's seen me do it for years. She's seen that it works, but nothing.
2: So I have some also very heated opinions about the dishwasher. I'm also the primarily person who does it because I won't let my husband do any chores because he does them all wrong. And I mean, God love him. That's a heavy play by him. I know. It's just always wrong. So I mean, he does get out of it. So I mean, good for him, but never wash pots and pans in the dishwasher they don't go in there. Always hand scrub the pots and pans. Bowls don't go on the bottom, they go on the top. I also didn't know that dishwashers had that top third rack. I've never seen one before. So that was riveting to find out that there's a separate top rack where you can put other utensils. But yeah, like he will put eight forks in one of the holders and the others five of them will be blank. I'm like, why? There's no point. Like spread the well, they'll get clean. But no, he'll put bowls or whatever things on the bottom, which will block the spray to get the stuff on top. And he wonders why the top stuff doesn't get clean. It's like, huh, I wonder because you block the bottom sprayers and also garbage disposals overrated. I grew up with having the food traps, never had a garbage disposal until a few years ago because food gets caught down there. It doesn't necessarily get chopped up. Anytime a thing of meat, whether it be beef or any kind of poultry, gets stuck in there, it smells really bad. If it goes down the pipes, you can still smell it. To me, they're just not worth it. I'd rather just get a food trap and just throw it in the garbage instead of trust some plumbing in my neighborhood, which talked off air before. It's not the best in old Clarksville, Tennessee with the whole piping system for plumbing.
1: Follow up for you. How long did you have your dishwasher before you realized you had the third rack?
2: Well, my dishwasher doesn't have a third rack when they were talking about it today. Oh, so I'm like, okay. oh, wait, they have them. And I was looking up and I guess it's like a, a new thing and new. I, I don't know how new, but we have like 10 or 11 year old appliances in our house. So we just have like a basic black dishwasher. And I also didn't know until recently that rinse aids are key to making sure you don't have those water spots on your dishes. Mind blown.
1: So if we're going to do a PSA, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and do ours, ours conked out. A, maybe a year and a half ago. And so we bought one of the like new fancy ones that have the third, the third thing, the whole tub is stainless steel. Um, What's cool about it is that the second rack is adjustable. So you can press some clips and they'll go up and down to, uh, you don't do pots in there, but I end up doing some pots sometimes after they soak, by the way. So it's not like they're going in there really dirty. Um, And yeah, they have the adjustable third also the third row where you can, um flip things off and on if you need it a little bit taller and, and and they're they're fantastic. The newer technology is good. One thing that that the newer stuff doesn't and I want anybody who's out there who who cares about this is they don't dry plastics at all. Like it doesn't matter what brand or whatever, you're gonna learn that with the new tech, it's not like the old stuff. I don't know what happens if they're concerned with burning plastic or something, but every time you open up your dishwasher now and you have plastics in there. It's going to be wet and it's going to be really wet. So you're going to have to, you know, take the added step. Now, our old dishwasher didn't have this problem. You take it out and that plastic was bone dry. Now, it's probably leaching chemicals everywhere, but it was bone dry. I didn't have to break out a, a, you know, towel and, and towel it off. But the new ones, forget it. If it ain't glass, that thing's going to be soaking wet and you're going to have to towel it off before or air dry it, you know, before you stack it. So it's going to add some time to your cleaning
0: all right. Now we've done 28 minutes on teeth brushing and dishwasher loading. So we are continuing to trend in really hot topics. So you're welcome. Yes.
2: Yeah. Just like the plastic in the, in the dishwasher, which by the way, things that can't go in the dishwasher need to get over themselves. I mean, seriously, everything that is made to cook with, to heat up food with, to consume, like with something should be able to put in a dishwasher. Find a periodic tab- table of element that'll work. In a dishwasher.
0: Like pots and pans? Zigaki. Zigaki.
3: Schweitz, what topics do you have this week? Well, I just want to say with the uh, Football Hall of Fame going on in my hometown of Canton, Ohio, I just wanted to share with everyone that when I was five years old, my mother commissioned a bust, a bronze statue for my grandparents of me. And uh, I was just wondering, has anybody else's parents ever made some weird art project out of them for their grandparents or anything like that.
0: think you're going to get crickets on that one.
3: I probably am. So let's go to my backup topic. (laughs) I was talking to Yeti the other day. He, uh, there was a joke during the Greg Cody show that made him laugh so much. He thought he was going to be sick. And I was just wondering, has anybody else here ever laughed so hard that they felt physically ill to the point that they might need to seek medical attention?
1: It's happened a few times. Um, the two movies that that I can recall, one was Kingpin, which I've seen probably in something in the order of maybe 50 or 60 times. And the other one was was uh, The Big Lebowski. That one's fresher in my mind because I was just in the couch. And it's also one that I've seen many times. And just one scene came on and, and I don't know why that particular time, it, it struck me so funny, but uh, I was laughing so hard I couldn't catch my breath so I thought I was going to die cuz I couldn't catch my breath I was exhaling more than I, w- I was able to inhale because if if that's ever happened to you and I I kind of like tumbled off the couch and and uh and couldn't stop laughing for a good three minutes. And if, if you can imagine three minutes of insufficient oxygen, it's it's not it's not fun. Your body starts to do like really, cr- it starts to freak out. It's like, yo, this this ain't right. You need you need some O2. So that's definitely happened to me on, on two occasions. But the one that's freshest in my memory is when it was uh, the big Lebowski and he was.
2: So I've never experienced it to the point of being physically ill, but my husband has as a result of something I did. So it was one night in the middle of the night, he like rolled over and just farted really loud. And he started laughing but i was pregnant at the time i think i was pregnant with lucy and in the stage of pregnancy where you're just anything will make you vomit and his fart smell made me run to the bathroom to go puke my brains out and he laughed so hard he was he like pulled a muscle in that his oven? side <laughs> pretty much yeah it was awful and like it's just it's it is it's triggering anytime like like certain smells when you're pregnant like you can't smell them anymore so there was like he can't have white castles as a result of eating white castle And he is not allowed to eat White Castle with onions in it anymore because it reminds me of the time that he was laughing so hard because he farted and it smelled like bad onions that it made me throw up.
0: That's almost a badge of honor for some men. I'll have to say this. You know, obviously, we don't want to get into a discussion about Crystal and White Castle. They're pretty much the same. But my theory is the only time you eat at Crystal is when your mind forgets what it did to your body the last time. So it has been years since I've uh, had a Crystal. Uh, but the, the, clo- the most the most dangerous encounter I've ever had with laughing was actually was one of I was coming back from uh, broadcasting a football game. My broadcast partner Josh Brock, he had gotten he, we were just talking about our dogs or something, and I brought up my dog Canoli, God rest her soul. But he got so tickled at the fact that my dog's name was Canoli, and he laughed so hard. It was one of those infectious kind of laughs. We were laughing so hard, I was crying at how hard he was crying, and he was laughing. And we almost got into a fiery crash because I was laughing so hard while I was
3: operating a vehicle. So, but dangerous, we all make. dangerous game. So some would say I, the most dangerous. I was at a second city uh, comedy show, and we were with another couple. And before it started, we were ta- we were at dinner, and we had talked about. How when they do good humor around magicians, like in Arrested Development with Job, it it could be really well done. And so anyway, that primed me without knowing it. So we get to the show and maybe about two thirds in, they announce the next sketch, which is called The Asshole Magician, which just consisted of one of the guys whose name was Chris Wilson and he just did a magic show, but instead of Doing a regular reveal at the end to show your card or whatever. He just flipped you the bird, stuck his hand in your face, and yelled magic as loud as he could. And this just got me. And, like, the blood rushed to my head. I literally was clawing at my wife saying, we might need to go to the hospital. I laughed hysterically. I'm going to start laughing now just thinking about it. And... It just was one of the funniest things. I've I've seeked out this guy. You know, at one point during this whole thing, like I'm laughing so, hard, like I'm trying to tell my wife my head hurts. Like there's so much blood, and it's like we might need to call 911. And then I just at some point I'm like, this is funny. If I pass out, they'll call 911 anyway. I'm gonna go back to watching. Yeah, I went and I I found the the comedian who who led it, and I reached out to him on Twitter once to see if there was any video of it. Told him how how he almost killed me. And uh to this day it will just I will laugh every time I think of it.
1: Staying with the theme of PSA, let me give another PSA. If you want to experience either the possible stroke that that Schweitz uh had or or my asphyxiation from Big Lebowski or any anything like that where you're just laughing yourself to death and you're a fan of or can go to Reddit, go ahead and go to Reddit forward slash contagious laughter. Go to that subreddit. That subreddit is one of the best ones to get you going. You mentioned that a contagious laughter thing. So in there, sometimes they, they just have stuff that's so funny, it'll just make you laugh and laugh and laugh. But sometimes they'll have the laugh itself, and you're just hooked on that laugh and you start laughing after it. So go to that subreddit, Contagious Laughter. Uh, their, Reddit's not a sponsor of ours, but that's a free plug.
0: I've got a PSA before we do move on to anything else. And I feel, I think, uniquely qualified to speak to this topic as a somebody with Italian heritage. Uh, keep your hands off everybody, okay? This has been bad for Italians for quite a while. This whole touchy stuff, I'm beside myself, and I feel bad about it because three of my least favorite coaches in any of sports are Rick patino John Calipari, and Bobby Petrino for various reasons, but they're all Italian. My grandparents would be would be so disappointed in me, and unlike Smetty, I wish my grandparents were still alive. It's not that difficult, just like in kindergarten, or if you've got kids, you've said it. Keep your hands to yourself. That's a public service
1: announcement. Mm-hmm. One of those uh, keeping in line with with laughing um, pretty, you know, pretty hysterically. They start talking about the OJ stuff and how OJ was uh, living his best life, or you know, all that. And some of that stuff, I, I just shook it off. One of the one of the lines that that got me was Stugat, and Stugat normally doesn't get me doesn't get me because I, I usually think he's being fed these lines, but I think this one came. Uh, to him, like you know, uh, spontaneously, uh, and and so it's when when he's saying that he's afraid to go back to L.A. because the is still out there, and then he goes on to talk about how he uh, golfs, uh, you know, three to three to five days a week, as if a murderer couldn't like take a plane or drive a car or do anything over there, and so Stu Gott says something to the effect of like, wait a minute, uh, you know, you're 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 afraid to go to L.A but you're okay golfing three to five days. I, I don't know the exact quote, but that, that got me. Um, I'm not sure if it, if it fell, on, how, how it fell on your ears, but on mine, it was like, okay, bravo. I usually don't give him kudos, but, but that one was, was really good.
2: What I took from the OJ thing was the Spider-Man meme where they're just pointing Spider-Man's pointing at Spider-Man. It's like, no, OJ would be like looking in a mirror. You're not going to go to dinner with a mirror. That's the only way you're going to find the murder in LA is if you're having dinner with a mirror and you're looking at it. You did it. Case closed.
0: Can I get in mean? I mean, I'm fascinated by ants. And unfortunately, ant isn't with us tonight. He had other things going on. But Ron McGill made a comment glancing over, and I've heard this before, and it really is fascinating. If you took the sum total weight of all the ants that are on the planet, they weigh more than the sum total of all the human beings on the planet. Just let that one sink in for a bit. No comment needed. Mike Ryan talked about uh, body changes, which uh, I'm a little bit further along on that than than the rest of y'all. But the thing that he hit me with was the technology wall where he says, I can see it coming where I can't, you know, the talking remote doesn't do what it's supposed to do. I have hit this technology wall when it comes to like Google Drive. And it's like, I use computers all day, every day, and it's not typically an issue but there's just that little thing about using files in the iCloud and like we've got our Lauer After Hours account and I'm constantly like scared to death that I'm not going to be able to accomplish something uh, using that driver. I, for some reason, the concept of it just kind of hits me. So I don't know if there's any technology wall or getting older things that are hitting y'all.
2: Yeah, I got some. So it was the tied in with that conversation was just spending your night just scrolling through whatever app you have to pass the time instead of like dedicating yourself to a show or a movie like I don't know if that's like a generational thing but that's what my husband does all the time he will spend three hours going through whatever it is scrolling through Netflix without watching something I'm just sitting there staring at him like just pick something just pick something and watch it like I don't care if you watch it with me or not just like just make a decision and pick something, but no, it's just scroll after scroll after scroll. So it's like, I kind of feel like I've seen everything on Netflix just in there's the snippet 22nd trailers that he can't decide that he wants to watch or not. And I don't know if that's just like, I'm out of touch with this generation or what.
1: No, I know how you feel. I, it's the reason why I have like 36 subscriptions because that's what happened with it, very early on with the uh, Netflix, you know, account. And you just go through everything and you're left with, it's almost, it's almost like gambling again. Cause you're like, no, it's going to be in the next page. It's going to be in the next scroll. That, that's where I'm going to get, that's where I'm going to hit jackpot, the next scroll, the next scroll. So I guess you might, you know, he may have an addictive personality. And then I, I was just like, man, I've spent, you know, an hour looking for, for shows. I could have watched a show. So I ended up just getting more subscriptions. So, so I could find something to watch. But the thing that hits me hard. Every day I wake up, uh, I, I, I try to get out of bed and I'm achy and all that. It's, it's the body. Um, the body, you know, changes and, and everything. And it's, uh, it's a sad state of affairs over here in Miami. And uh, I, I don't like it. I can't bounce back like I used to. I used to be able to um, drop weight with, with, with ease and, and, and get motivated to go into to a gym. And I just can't do that anymore. I, I don't know why. I'm with um Mike on that and I'm with Ali on on the scrolling thing get more subscriptions.
2: Do any of y'all still have cable? I'm so scared to cut cable because I feel like I have to have it for some odd reason. It's just like ingrained in my brain that I cannot cut cable. I'm going to miss something. Even though I only watch like NBC Sports and Fox Sports 1 just for the racing on it. That's really the only thing I watch within the cable service, but I'm so terrified to cut
0: well, I have DirecTV, and I also have uh, AT&T for my internet, and tonight my connection is absolutely so terrible. I'm, I'm literally sitting there thinking, I need to get to cable, and I need to get something with a little bit better connection, but nobody's ever happy with their internet service provided. Everybody has a problem. If you're on one, then you've got a problem with the other. So I will tell you, very Greg Cody-like, which by the way, Greg, thank you for the follow this week. I, I really appreciate that. It made my week. But uh, I still have a landline. And the reason for that, now I don't have a phone hooked up to it, but the way my internet service is, I pay more money if I don't have a landline than, than I do if I
1: don't have a landline. I cut about eight months ago, and it's not as great as everybody says. As a, as I mentioned in the in the previous uh, few minutes, uh, I have like 36 subscriptions now, so uh, I'm probably paying $1,000 a month. If, if I'm afraid to look at the credit card because um, – between like the anime stuff and the Hulu and the Disney plus and the Netflix and, and the 10 other things, um, you know, cable made it very easy. It's just that they, they hosed me so bad during like the heat playoffs and their box and, and this whole rigmarole that I said, the hell with it. That my you know, I have some principles here and, and even though this is not the best way to go, I decided to do it. So, um, it, just be careful I, I care about you so in, in canada you basically have two options for cable uh
3: it is really expensive in general it's the highest telecom in the world like the cable companies also do all the cell phones so you basically have two cell phone providers. it's very uh, very complicated but depending on which cable you have it changes what sports you get to watch because how the rights work in different countries so we do have cable. We have pretty basic cable, but just enough so we can watch baseball if we want to. Um, I get the NBA championships every other year because just how the rights holders work. But uh, yeah, the, the thing we watch the most is every night when we're getting my, my son ready for bed, we watch Wheel of Fortune with him because he likes shouting at the letters and seeing the wheel spin. So that's uh, pretty much what we use it for. And then one of our our better streaming services is, is through the cable box. It's the same company as the the cable provider, so that's how we sort of maximize that.
1: When I got off of cable, um, one of the reasons I was able to get off of cable was because AT and T finally got fiber in my neighborhood, and since then, uh, you know, it's been it's been a pleasure because uh, I was getting like 300 megabits on cable, but on this fiber link, I get like one gig to and fro so like you know uplink and downlink is one gig and and that's that's great so i don't get like those messages we were talking about earlier today or anything like that and if i need to upload things it goes just as fast it's you know so i'm going to keep up a little bit for at&t there sorry mayor i see you're back
0: yeah just barely we're gonna we're gonna land the plane there hopefully we can get out of this without a glitch i can't wait to listen to this show since i've missed most of it with a bunch of max headroom sounding audio but uh Let's uh let's go around the room real quick. Uh, Allie, where can people find
1: you?
2: At IndyCar on NBC.
1: Schweitz, how about you?
3: You can find me at Happy Birthday
1: Waffle House. John, what about yourself? And you can you can find me as always at Jeremy Teshay.
0: And you can find me at Santini Matt on Twitter. That's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of Midweek Mentions. Make sure you check out shop.lowerafterhours.com for great merchandise that's relevant to the Levitard universe, and also check out our other many podcasts that pale in comparison. I doubt very seriously they're going to be talking about toothbrushing and dishwashing, so you get it all right here on Midweek Mentions. Have a great week. You're welcome.